scripture this morning to start. Exodus 35, and we're going to start in verse 4. This is, um, I, I may skip around a little, I may just read the whole chapter and part of the next chapter, because I, I want us to get the idea of what is going on here. Okay, this is post-exile, ex, post post-deliverance, post-Red Sea, okay? And Moses is going to talk to the community because God has talked to him. Are you ready? Exodus 35, verse 4. Let me pray before we do it. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that it points us to something. <laughs> and man, it points us to a lot of things, doesn't it, God? I pray that you'd open up our hearts today to hear what you have to say so we could change our lives intentionally and let you mold us and transform us by the renewing of our mind. We believe it happens and we're ready to do it. After all, we're, we're coming after you. We just want more of you. So speak to us this morning. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, come and fill us so we can get everything you want us to get. Amen. Verse 4, Moses said to the whole Israelite community, this is what the Lord has commanded. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing is to bring it to the Lord. Bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen, and goat hair, and ram skins dyed red, and hides of sea cows, acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices and anointing oil for the fragrant incense, and the onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and the breastplate. All those are so. First, so first of all, if you got any, pretty much you had something. <laughs> you had some of that, even if you had a little goat skin or something. You had something that you could bring to the Lord. Okay, next, all the skilled, verse 10, all who are skilled among you are to come and make everything the Lord has commanded. Notice it didn't say lame, just a little thing. The tabernacle with its tent and its covering, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts, and base. The ark with its poles and the atonement cover and the curtain that shields it. The table with its poles and all its articles and the bread of the presence. The lampstand, that is, that is for light with its accessories, lamps and oils for the light. The altar of incense with its poles, the anointing oil and fragrant incense, the curtain for the doorway at the entrance to the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering <gasps> with its bronze grating, its poles and all its utensils, the bronze basin with its stand, the curtains in the courtyard with its posts and basin, the curtains for the entrance to the courtyard, the tent pegs with the tabernacle for the courtyard and their ropes, the woven garments worn for ministering in the sanctuary, both for the sacred garments for Aaron and the uh, Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests. I think there's a lot of work to do. And I just wanted, I just want to say, Israel wasn't freaked out. I'll go on. Then the whole Israelite community withdrew from Moses, pre, pre, Moses' presence and went back to their tent and went, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. Oh no. Verse 21. And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved him came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting for all its service and the sacred garments. All who were willing, men and women alike, came and brought gold jewelry of all kinds, brooches, earrings, rings, and ornaments. They, brought, they all presented their gold as a wave offering to the Lord. They waved it. 
Everyone who had blue or purple or scarlet yarn or fine linen or goat's hair or ramskins dyed red or hides of sea cows brought them. They, those, presented an, uh, those presenting an offering of silver and bronze brought it as an offering to the Lord. And everyone who had acacia wood for any part of the work brought it. Every skilled woman spun with her own hands. I put own in there. And, and brought what she had spun. Blue, purple, and scarlet yarn or fine linen. And all the women who were willing and had the skill spun the goat hair. I paused right there because I just wanted you to get those words. That's, yeah. The leaders brought onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and the, and the uh, breastplate. They also brought spices. And olive oil for the light and for the anointing oil and the fragrant incense. All the Israelite women and men or men and women who were willing brought to the Lord free will offerings for all the work the Lord had the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. Then Moses said to the Israelites, see, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the spirit of God, with skill, ability and knowledge in all kinds of crafts to make artistic design for work in gold, silver and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood and to engage in all kinds of artistic craftsmanship. He's also given him, that guy, Aholiab, son of Ahishamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. He has filled them with skill to do. He has filled them with skill to do all kinds of work as craftsmen, designers, embroiderers in purple or blue, purple and scarlet yarn with fine linen and weavers, all of them master craftsmen and designers. Chapter 36. Let me take a break. But this is good, isn't it? I mean, this is just, I don't know. I don't even know how I found this when I was studying, but I found it and I'm like, oh, this is so, oh. It's going to be on, on tape. I forgot to do one thing. We got to take a vote of the name <laughs> of the church. So again, I'm just going to do it right now because I'm the pastor. I can do that. Okay, so we would like to change this, the, the name of the church, Sound Chapel, to The Sound. The Sound. And we need a congregational vote. Okay? So if you don't like it, that's okay. You can vote no. We love you. Okay? We totally love it. You can have your opinion. It's okay. Even though I think The Sound is pretty cool. Hey, going to The Sound. What's that? Glad you asked the most loving place and they have a gym there they even have clothes if you need clothes it's great hey it's good isn't it okay so if you are in favor of the name change to the sound raise your hand if you are not in favor raise your hand <laughs> okay i think we're unanimous Good, because this applies to the sound. I, I don't know. I don't know. If, I didn't even get it until I started reading it. I'm like, man, I thought this applied to my sermon. I thought this applied to the point that, I, that God wants me to make today. And it does. 
But this applies to where we're at right now. So applies to it. That there's going to be some skilled craftsmen come willingly, not cajoled, not because they have to, because they just want to offer their service to the Lord. And people are going to bring an offering. You know, we need an offering. I mean, October 18th, I'm praying for like, I don't know, $25,000 offering that first day. Yeah, because they need a new roof. We need a new roof at our other campus. There's a lot of things. It's going to be a long process. You know, they didn't build the tabernacle in a day. Rome either, I know. But the tabernacle for sure, they didn't build it in a day. It took a long time because it's some custom stuff. That's all right. It's going to take some time. But skilled people are going to come. And people who are going to help the skilled people. And people, the skilled people are going to teach other people how to do it. Verse 1. So that skilled guy, Bezalel, and Oheliab, Oholiab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work constructed in the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord commanded. Moses summoned those guys and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability who was willing to come and do the work. They received from Moses all the offerings of the Israelites and had brought uh, that had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continued to bring freewill offerings morning after morning. So the skilled craftsmen who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left their work and said to Moses, the people are bringing more than enough to do all the work. (laughs) May I just say prophetic? (laughs) Lord, I want that to be prophetic. Then Moses gave the order and sent this word throughout the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else. (laughs) Don't you want to hear that? Come on, I want to hear that about my house. (laughs) Don't make anything else, you're done. Um, Doesn't that sound good? That sounds good to me, I'll tell you that. So then it just kind of goes on and on and on. And and a little later, it it gives details of how they are to do it. And and, and I I won't read that because I want to read something else. Because God gives a lot of specific detail. I mean, this, how many cubits, and, and this is how long, and you're going to do this here, and you're going to do that there, and that's going to hang there, and it's going to be purple on this side and gold on that side. And I want you to embroider this with that, and this over here, you're going to have this little thing over there. And he, he lays it all out so everyone knows exactly what he wants. Many times God gives specific details. I, I wanted to say every time, but I, maybe that's not true. But boy, most of the time he does. Specific detail, if we just ask him, do you have some specifics on that? That's what people say to me. Hey, you got specifics? I'm like, no, I just have a broad vision. Please, get the vision and go fulfill it. It's funnier than that. Uh, when he gives the specific detail he expects them to carry out his specific detail not what they're feeling not what they want he does it for our good for his pleasure and for something in the future sounds like we should get the details so there's this other happening in first chronicles chapter 29 king david He was talking, 
And he said, my son Solomon, the one who God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. That didn't last for long. The task is great because the palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord alone, Lord God alone. So now we had the tabernacle, which is basically a huge, awesome tent. And now Solomon is going to build the building, the first temple. With all my resources, First Chronicles 29, 2, with all my resources, I have provided for the temple of my God. Gold for the, no, I guess no one else had to give an offering or something. I mean, David is rich. Gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, wood for the wood, as well as onyx for the settings, turquoise, stones of various colors, and all fine stones and marble, all of these in large quality, quantities. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God over and above everything I have provided for his holy temple. 3,000 talents of gold, uh, 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the temple, for the, for the gold work and the silver work and for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. Now, who is willing to consecrate himself today to the Lord? Then the leaders of the families the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of the thousands and commanders of the hundreds and officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. They gave toward the work on the temple of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 drachas of, of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze and 100,000 talents of iron. Any who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jehiel, the Gershonite. The people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced. <laughs> the leaders, they, they led. They led the giving. Hmm. God likes work to be done. He loves work. In fact, he made Adam. He made Eve. And he said, oh, first he made Adam. And he said, here's the garden. Work it. In heaven, there's going to be work. I guarantee it. I can't find a verse. I can just guarantee it. If I'm wrong, we'll be in heaven together. What are you going to say? <laughs> but I'm not wrong because I was created to work. I like work. I like, there's some work I don't want to do. I'm not going to be a mechanic in heaven. I don't know if there'd be anything that would break down, but if there is, I'm not fixing it. It's not happening. Even in my perfected state, I'm not going to fix it, okay? But I'd like to build a few things. I'd like to play a guitar or two. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a personal trainer in heaven. I don't, I, you know, I mean, the body's perfect, but you got to keep it good. No, I don't know. I, but... You know, I've always thought about farming. I would like to farm. I think that would be fun sometimes. It's fun picking. <laughs> Not weeds. There's no weeds in heaven. That came after the fall. Okay, yeah. God loves for us to work for our good, for his pleasure, for something in the future, for somebody else as a testimony of his glory to make things difficult for us so we get better. For things to shift in the spirit realm and in the earthly realm. Because breeding a culture that affects... When you work, you breed a culture that affects more than just your work. In fact, when you do things excellently, you create a culture for the kingdom. 
When you, do thing, when you do things excellent, you create a culture of the kingdom. But there's a spirit, as I said last week, in the world now. Call it fairness, call it welfare, call it whatever you want. It says, I don't have to work for it. In fact, I just want to be it. That guy on TV that's doing the, that field goal stuff, I just want to be that guy. I want to be that guy in that office up there making all that money. I want to be the guy driving the Maserati, the Ferrari, whatever your car happens to be. I want to be that guy. When I was at Cirque du Soleil, I was watching the first guy who came out, did basically a ring routine. It was a swinging, old gymnastics thing. Back in the old days, they had swinging rings. Now they have still rings. That's what you see now. They had swinging rings, and he basically did a swinging ring routine with straps. It was... It was honestly, it was just the coolest thing ever. The guy looked like like mighty might. I I mean, his body was so chiseled. I was having a hard time. You know what I mean? I wasn't. I'm, I'm just kidding, okay? But he was chiseled. This guy was so strong, and and I thought I want to do that. Well, that would take years and years and years to be able to do that. I, well, I just wanted to get up and do it now. And I think that's kind of, that's the attitude that there is in us sometimes. And certainly in the world, we want to have scholastic scholarships just given to us because we got B's. Well, I had a 3.2. Well, <laughs> congratulations. I won a trophy. You were in last place. I got it in AYSO. You don't get it in life. If you're a money manager and you're in last place, you get fired. People just fire you because there's no trophies for last. In fact, you might be good, but a guy with money wants it great. He doesn't want a good guy. He wants a great guy. I'm amazed. And I love young people. But I'm amazed that they want everything that I already have. I have tools that are cool. I got table saws, chop saws. I got saws of all kinds. And they want all of my stuff. You got to work for it. You don't just get married and have all of the tools that I have accumulated after 30 years of marriage. In fact... Your first tool is probably going to be the one I give you because I'm upgrading. Because I've been wanting to upgrade for a long time because I was using Pops table saw. Right? And now I don't have Pops table saw. The, 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 the thing fell off all the time. You remember that table saw? Where's my honey? Remember that table saw? The motor used to fall off the table saw. How sure were you when you're pushing wood through? I mean, the motor would fall off. It was a bad thing. You don't want the motor to stop when you're sawing wood. Now I got a new one. People want furniture that other people have accumulated over decades. Knowledge, know-how, cars, you know. It's part of being an American, darn it. It's my right to drive. No, it's your privilege to drive. I have a brother-in-law. He's an excellent craftsman. Want to know how excellent he is? He does stair railings. 
That's the hardest thing to do in the trade business. He could make $2,000 in a day if all went well with that rail. Did you get that? (laughs) Like he's a carpenter making two grand a day. Multiply it out. But you know why? Because he was excellent at it. He was at the top. Because you don't let the guy who knows how to frame <laughs> set your chair or you set your stair rails. Because it's so difficult. When you do things excellently, you open up an atmosphere atmosphere where God can bless. When you do things excellently, you open up an atmosphere where God can bless. Proverbs 12, 14. I've got some Proverbs. I've got to hurry up here. From the fruit of, li- of his lips, a man, 12, 4. Proverbs 12, 4. But I'm sorry. From the fruit of his lips, a man is filled with good things as surely as the work of his hands rewards him. Here's the base level. You ready? The work of your hands will reward you. And the idea of being a good worker actually gives you a voice. Proverbs 12, 24. Diligent hands will rule, but lazy Laziness ends in slave labor. You want to be a supervisor? Be diligent with your hands. Proverbs 14, 23. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. It's hard work he was talking about, by the way. Not, man, when do I, is it time to get off today? Okay, when, you, when you got that going on, that's not hard work. You're just putting in, I'm just putting in my eight hours today. You know, the unions did a marvelous thing and they brought the, the level of care of, of the workplace way, way up. But they have done a terrible thing in the same respect. Is they have paid someone way too much for doing a bad job. Because when you do a bad job, You should be fired. A teacher who has a class that didn't learn should be fired. Because that's the way it is in every other business. If you're a money manager, go back to that, you're fired. If you're a window washer and you leave streaks, you're fired. In all of life, you're fired except certain jobs that are protected. I'm not saying we need to get rid of all the unions or anything like that. I'm just saying they have brought something unintentionally, which is poor work. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before an obscure man. If you do really good work, you'll be before the kings of the earth. Because you know who, who, who they have working on their stuff? People who are good. They're not like, hey, buddy, you need some work? You need some work? I'm not going to give you any money. You need any work? Yeah, man, I'll work for you. Okay, my Ferrari needs a brake change. It's probably never going to happen on a freeway <laughs> off-ramp. It's, it's probably never going to happen. Could it be that our work reflects, is to reflect the kingdom, and that's why we do it excellently? Now, I want to talk to you just real quickly about planning. Proverbs 21.5, the plan of the diligent leads to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. This was good for me. I, was, I, I, I got this, and I'm like, yeah. I got that. Uh, yeah, that was exactly right. I mean, that was so good because I, of course, am looking it up in the Hebrew. And 
When you're in a hurry, you'll be needy. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. You know, there's a lot to do at the new sanctuary. And I'm in a hurry. I, I really am. I mean, I want it done. I want it done now. I'm ready to go over there and like sleep there until it's done. That's kind of my attitude. I'm a get her done guy. And that's good, except when there's a huge project <laughs> and there's no way I can get it done easily. And this verse really spoke to me. It's like, hey, you in a hurry? Yeah, I'm in a hurry. It's not going to work out for you. You got to plan it out and let it fall into plan. Okay. And by the way, just do your own part. But I, and I'm not in charge. <laughs> just wanted you to know that. See, not only hard work, but planning, creating a goal and planning to get there leads to a profit. Brian was giving Parker a, a good, uh, some good advice to get new business. But you know what? It was a plan. The goal was get new business. The plan was this is what you do. You create these cool little graphic things. You get to the real estate people. You do blah, 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 blah. All these steps to get to the plan to get to the business. But you had to do all of this first before you got the end result, which was a monthly regular client. You got to plan it out. Planning is of Jesus. Proverbs fifteen twenty two: Plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. Let me spin this just a little bit. Do you want to be skilled? Do you want to be successful? Get mentored by somebody who is more skilled and successful than you. Proverbs 16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. It's a mistake to create plans or goals without taking the kingdom into consideration. Let me quote Bill Johnson. Without the values of heaven defining who we are and how we live, we are not in position to influence the world's culture. Without the values of heaven defining who we are and how we live, we are not in position to influence the world's culture. If the kingdom of God does not influence how we conduct our lives within the church, we can never expect God to empower us to influence the cultures of the world around us. So our choice today is, do we go with the flow or do we make our mark on the world? And your work may not be just a physical thing. And I would say a lot of times it's not. It's more spiritual than you think. If the spiritual impacts the physical, which you know it does, can it go both ways? How about love? Love is in the physical realm. Does it change the atmosphere of the spirit realm? Of course it does. How about prayer? Well, prayer is both physical and spiritual. We pray in the spirit realm, but both, both realms are affected. Because there's such an interchange between spirit realm and physical realm. It's just in, uh, nearly inseparable. So uh, what I'm saying today is if we can work with excellence in whatever we do, whatever we put our hands to, the most excellently we can do, we affect not just the physical realm, whether the baseboard went in neatly, we affect the spirit realm and how things will be in the culture that we're creating by how we work. 
So, will you orient your eye to the excellent? And that may take some training. Good enough for government work has got to go out the window. <laughs> it's just got to go out the, out the window. Will you orient your eye to the excellent? Not being a perfectionist, being excellent. I often say, people say, how do you do windows? And, you know, do, do you, I want no streaks left. And I, and I say, hey, look, I'm good, but I'm not Jesus, okay? You confuse me with Jesus' window washing service, okay? He does them perfect. I do them good. I'm an excellent window washer, but I don't leave them perfect. So we're not talking about perfection. How about just excellence? How about doing it with all you got? And walking away and going, all right. Because I could walk away from a job when I used to do windows. I could walk away from the job and go, it's all right. I knew I left some streaks, but I got to get down the road. <laughs> you know, I got to go. Or I could walk away going, another excellent job by DTL. <sighs> Will you put energy into excellence? Will you learn to be excellent? I think I taught my, t- my son how to work with wood, but I want him to teach me how to build his cool, ta- cool tables because he builds cool tables. And I'm like, I want to learn how to do that. Well, I'm going to learn from him. I know my DNA is in him. I spanked his little butt. I, I diapered his little butt. I fed his face. I wiped his face. I, I know. But you know what? He's got something that I want. I don't care if he's my son. I don't care if he's 28, 7, 8. That's good. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I, I, don't, I don't care. I just want to know how to do it. We got to just lay our pride aside and learn for someone who's better than us. Will you be a part of the culture shift towards excellence? Doing it, celebrating it, and teaching it. So when I learn, I got to teach it. When you learn, you've got to teach it. Will you make a mark on lives? Will you impact them in undeniable ways? Ways we'll probably never even see. Will you mark the spirit realm with how you do your bookkeeping? With how you do your sales calls? With how you do your office work? With how you do your carpentry? We will mark the spirit realm by how we do it. We will. And effect a change we don't even realize. Let's just be excellent. As we go and build Sound Chapel, or the sound, rather, as we build the sound, as we go home and build our family, as we go to our work and build a culture of excellence in our office, that we're risen up, we're cream. I want to be cream. It breaks down health-wise, but I want to be cream of the crop. And I know you do, too, because you want that significance in everybody's life, in everybody's heart. Jeremy, come on up. In everybody's heart, we want significance. We want it. So let's go after it. Right? Let's look back at what we did and go, man, that was, that was my best effort right there. That looks pretty good. And then when someone else gives their best effort, will you do me a favor? Or do them a favor? Do God a favor. Say, Man, that's excellent. Would you just compliment him that I saw how much effort you put into that? Nice going. Good job. That was great. Amen? Can you receive that today? God, thank you so much 
for your love and your kindness, your goodness to us. We want to be excellent. I know we want to be significant. We want to make our mark on this life. I mean, it's, it's in our very DNA that we should mark our life, mark our culture, and we want to do that. God, help us to do that. Rejecting anything mediocre and going only for excellent. So I bless you, Lord. I pray that, you know, as we, as we end today and, and go out with a song, God, that, that we would go out and, and have a great, great week serving you and thinking about this all week long and allowing you to permeate our mind and say, God, where do I need to change? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.